0: The star of Bethlehem, is it history or is it mystery? A really interesting piece came out on the star of Bethlehem and I just had to talk about it. Is there any evidence for the star of Bethlehem? And what does it really mean by the way from a theological perspective? Is there is there anything in play here that we maybe haven't considered? There actually is, and I'm going to tell you about an interpretation of the star of Bethlehem that was super popular. In the early church, but it was actually outlawed later on. It was deemed a heresy, a false teaching, by one of the councils of the church. So we'll get into that little mystery. This piece was written by the great Professor Donald DeMarco. I don't know if you know Professor Donald DeMarco. You might have heard of some of his books. He, I, I've always loved uh, his writings, and he's a he's a professor emeritus at Saint Jerome's University in Waterloo, Canada. And he starts off by talking about the German philosopher Immanuel Kant remarked that there are actually two things that used to fascinate him. Number one, the moral law within each person and the starry skies above. So those are the two things that used to fascinate him. We, we all have kind of a universe within, don't we? There's a moral law within and then there's a universe without. There's the, there's the starry skies above. That is... Super intriguing to me because this this idea of of what governs the moral law—that's the field of ethics—and of course the study of the skies, the stars, the planets, astronomy. But Donald DeMarco says that the knowledge that we have gained by these two pursuits leaves much to be understood. They begin solidly planted in reason, he writes, but very soon they enter the domain of mystery. How does it come about? that order can be inscribed in two such widely disparate areas. Perhaps it is true that God is everywhere, and yet he himself remains a mystery. And, and I, I like how he how he sort of starts off with this idea of ethics and the starry skies, the universe within and the universe without, if you will, because the, the universe within, but then, of course, there are the starry skies above and astronomy. And, and this is really where... The Star of Bethlehem comes into play. We're going to hear a lot about this, of course, in the coming weeks. People are going to be questioning. You're going to be probably seeing a lot of programs, a lot of YouTube videos, a lot of stuff in media, a lot of articles, a lot of tweets, a lot of posts, questioning the historicity of the Christmas account. I've dealt with that many times in the past. We'll deal with it again the reality of the existence of Jesus Christ. He was a real historical person. He clearly had to have been born if he was in history, and historians wrote about him, even outside the Bible. But some people think that in the Gospels of Matthew and Luke, they say, yeah, I just don't buy the Christmas narrative. I, I think it's i think it's fanciful. I don't think things really happen that way. It doesn't seem plausible to me. Some people think it's just a big theological invented story, and even, even some very, very famous Catholic scholars used to think that, Not so fast. Let's look at the evidence. Let's just talk about this one thing today, the star of Bethlehem. Let's go back to what Dr. Donald DeMarco says about uh, Matthew chapter 1. He says, quote, The most fascinating story concerning the starry skies is the account we find in Matthew chapter 1 about the Magi, who followed a star that led them to Bethlehem and to the newborn babe, the king of the Jews. Was this story which has been enjoyed and celebrated for more than 2,000 Christmases throughout the world, a historical event, or is it a mystery that belongs to the world of myth? Has it been in any way corroborated by astronomers who laid their claims on the basis of pure science? And who would these astronomers be? Okay, so this this is a very good question. This is a very good thing that we that we should be listening to here because it, there will be doubters. You can bet your bottom dollar on that one. So let's talk about this. So he mentions Frederick Weisler. And uh, Frederick Weissler lived from 1811 to 1892. Now, Frederick Weisler appears to have discovered a reference in Chinese chronological tables that in the year 4 B.C., a bright star appeared and was visible for quite a long time. Have you ever heard about this before? This is, this is pretty amazing. What about Johannes Kepler? Late 16th, early 17th century. We've all heard of Kepler. And he, he calculated that around the year 7 BC to 6 BC, which is around the time when Jesus was born. So at this time, according to Kepler, there was a conjunction of the planets Jupiter, Saturn, and Mars. And and when those planets kind of came together in the heavens, around the time of the Nativity, it would have, number one, been accompanied by a supernova explosion. That's pretty cool. These three planets together, rather, Jupiter, Saturn, and Mars, would would have seemed like an extremely bright star in the sky, because they're kind of all together, jumbled together. It It would have been quite an appearance. And he said that it really would have appeared like a bright star over Bethlehem. Well, and he's not the only one. These two are not the only one. Weisler, Kepler. There's also the Viennese astronomer, Conradin Ferrari Docepo. Uh, Docepo, now, he lived from 1907 to 2017, so he just passed away a few years ago, from Vienna. He pointed out that astronomers in Babylon, they could have calculated the planetary conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn around, again, 7 BC, 6 BC, around that time, in the constellation of Pisces. So, Docepio himself, he, he actually said that the star of Bethlehem was brought about by the conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn. And uh, th- these are his words. So, this is the Viennese astronomer Conradin Ferrari Docepo. This is taken from his work Der Stern von Bethlehem. He wrote, quote, Jupiter, the star of the highest Babylonian deity entered its brightest phase when it rose in the evening alongside Saturn, the cosmic representative of the Jewish people, end of quote. I've never actually heard that before, that that Saturn is the cosmic representative of the Jewish people. I'll I'll have to do some research on that. So this conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn, maybe Mars as well, as that other scholar suggested too, around the year 7 to 9 BC, that's now regarded by most astronomers as a scientific historical fact. So this is actual history, interplanetary history. It's n- interstellar history, if you will. It's not only mystery. It's not myth. The Magi were probably astronomers. There's a big debate about whether or not the Magi were pagans or Jewish, whether they whether they were somehow part of the diaspora. And, but they seem to have known the Old Testament somehow, or maybe were tipped off. By Jews that they were in contact with, what could this possibly mean? And we're going to tell you in just a second where in the Old Testament there is a prophecy about a star, because a lot of people don't know where this comes from. But the Magi certainly would have had good reasons when when this dazzling display appeared in the heavens. This means something. This means something. And Donald DeMarco says this, he says, look, the science of astronomy can only go so far because the story of the Magi, if, you, if you're going to really finish this off, it has to include something drawn from theology, the science of God, tradition, sacred tradition, that is, sacred scripture, human psychology, even at any rate, we know about this from a historical perspective, from, a, from an interplanetary perspective, to find the words of St. Matthew entirely credible. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and we have come to worship him. End of quote. That's obviously from Matthew. And so DeMarco kind of concludes by saying, Hey, we should be able to really take some confidence in this, that the star of Bethlehem is is belonging to both history and, as the astronomers have attested, and also to mystery. Because when we talk about... He doesn't get into this, but when we talk about the concept of mystery in the Catholic Church, gift and mystery, uh, that was one of the writings of JP too, mystery does not mean an unsolvable puddle or a who-done-it, something like an Agatha Christie novel or Sherlock Holmes, or Father Brown mysteries from Chesterton if you prefer... A mystery is a truth that's so deep that we, we can know that it's true because God has revealed it, but we'll never get to the to the bottom of it. Like the Trinity, the reality of God being a Trinity of persons. No human mind can fully comprehend the Trinity, but we can still know that it's true. And if anybody has said that they've mastered the Trinity, they completely understand it. That, that person is a heretic, according to the church. And with the Christmas star as well, the star of Bethlehem, we can also be very confident when we're putting up our Christmas trees and you put that star atop that tree, you can rejoice along with the Magi that Christmas is a reality and the star was a reality as well. And it says in Matthew chapter 2 verse 1, when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. So just another reason to be glad and to be joyful in this Advent season leading up, of course, to the celebration of Christmas. Like what you've just heard? Share it with your family and friends and thanks for listening.